Hello, I'm Nara Celeste. Welcome to my podcast, Authentic Acceptance. This is where you'll hear all about self-love, acceptance, women empowerment, standing in your personal power, and learning how to lead the way from your heart. I am your host and an 18-year-old Australian author, artist, and entrepreneur. I've been on the path of self-love for many years, and I felt it was about time to share the stepping stones that led me to where I am today. In the past, I struggled with so many insecurities, and my life was consumed by self-doubt. When I decided to re-empower myself and stop living a life of limitation and fear was when I gave up resisting change, negative self-talk, degrading myself, and transformed my self-destructing habits into self-sustaining respect for myself. The day I discovered that my thoughts are powerful and how I speak to myself matters was the day I re-emerged into a state of self-awareness. I am also the mentor for the Self-Empowered Sisterhood eCourse, which is officially launching in 2021. Visit my website for more information on what my online course has to offer. And if you feel aligned, please don't hesitate to join the waitlist, which will notify me that you are interested. And you'll also be the first to know when the course is available to enroll in. Go to authenticacceptance.com.au or find me on Instagram at singyourselfhome, which is spelled S-I-N-G-H Y. O-U-R-S-E-L-F-H-O-M-E to click the link in my bio that will direct you there. And while you are on my page, give me a follow for daily insights, empowerment and positivity. Today I'm starting my podcast anew by sharing a bit about my background, opening up about what has helped me through my struggles as a teenager And at the end, I'll be interviewing myself with some fun and interesting questions so that you can get to know me a little better. I decided to redo and restart my podcast as a couple of weeks ago, I spontaneously decided to record two podcast episodes and share them with a script, without a script actually, or or much direction. So I wanted to start fresh and communicate clearer to you as as my audience and, and engage on a different level. I have, become more com- I have become quite comfortable sharing straight from my mind, unscripted, but I realised that it wasn't really what I truly wanted for this podcast. Now, I would say that I can be a combination between perfectionist and procrastinator at times, and the day that I decided to originally record and upload my podcast was when I decided to push past those two blockages. I'm not taking the other podcast episodes down because they're not perfect enough, I've taken them down to express myself in a way that allows me to be heard. I'm ready to share my voice. I'm ready to share my voice in, with the world and I need to share from a place of intention and integrity towards myself. I have titled this episode, My Story is My Power, because the journey I have been on up until now is what has inspired me to show up in my truth and self-discovery share my inner wisdom with the world and even though it can be uncomfortable at times share my voice so I can inspire others to feel more confident and empowered to step into who they truly are and want to be in this world. Although I'm only 18, young in my stride, I feel like I've come a long way to to become comfortable in who I am today and to have the confidence shine my light in a world that I felt excluded from growing up. Every day is a chance to reinvent ourselves and show up for the person we are becoming. 
It takes self-respect, commitment and the devotion of being yourself, even when the people around you might judge you for being different. I learned through I learned through the journey of self-love that it was not the fear of being judged by others that was holding me back, but the judgment I had towards myself, day in and day out, that was keeping me stuck in life. You are the only one that can get in your own way. Truly, only, only you can do all the things that you dream of doing because, because you're convinced, like, that you're not worthy or deserving enough of experiencing the feelings of receiving that which you want in life, you're the only one who's stopping you from doing that. In my early teens, I went from being a disempowered version of myself to fully recreating or reinventing reinventing myself entirely to be a more empowered version of myself every day that I decided to be. The transformation from A to B took patience and self-awareness for me. There is vulnerability in my story and I believe that the strength that has come out of this is what makes my story powerful. Having the ability to turn my perceived mess into my message empowers me every day to show up and help others through the battles that they're going through. The battle that I'm talking about is an internal one, one that drags you down every day because a certain voice is weighing on your shoulders, telling you that you're not good enough. I had this voice at the back of my head too, and mostly it was always at the front of my thoughts when I went to make a decision or when I thought and talked about myself. It's like the devil sitting on your shoulder. She pops up uninvited and controls every action, criticizing you for almost everything you do or say. The voice that was telling me that I wasn't good enough was the reason I felt so self-conscious and small in myself for so many years. The day I became aware of this voice as a separate entity to who I am was the day that I realized I could re-empower myself by detaching from the negative thoughts and rewrite my inner narrative to align with who I wanted to be. I had to remember how to love myself by reinventing my thoughts and the way I talked to myself in the process. Growing up, feeling like I wasn't good enough to pursue my talents or continue with my drive for creativity, I became less of my true self and more avoidant of doing what I loved and completely self-loathing. I felt like there was always something wrong with me, from the way I looked to the way I made paintings. What was powerful, what was powerful for me all those years later was realising there wasn't anything wrong with me. The only thing that was wrong about what I was doing was what I was thinking. Have you ever heard of the quote by Buddha? What you think you become, what you feel you attract, what you imagine you create? Well, I had become just that. I had, I had the thinking process that kept me a victim to my life, blaming my anger and inner problems on the world outside of me. I felt like everything that was happening in my life was happening to me until I woke up to the awareness within and realized that life is and always has been happening for me. This little switch in what I believe to be true changed my life and my attitude. By realizing that you become what you think, I realized that every day I had to make my thoughts worthwhile to listen to and filter out anything that brought me down. At the age of 10, I got bullied multiple times by multiple people at the primary school I started attending to when I moved across the country. And I'd been bullied and I've I'd been bullying myself ever since. I let other people's opinions of me and 
nastiness towards me changed the way I saw myself. When I gain this self-awareness again, I say again because we all have it when we are children, but when I woke up to the real voice inside of me, my authentic voice, I started to distance myself from negative thinking and remember the truth that the only opinion worth giving energy to was my own towards myself. It didn't matter what anyone else thought of me. It was up to me to feel like I mattered. And the more I mattered to myself and the more like I respected myself and attracted people towards me that would matter to me as much as like I would matter to them as much as they mattered to me. So there's like a mutual respect there. The more you respect yourself, the more other people will respect you. When I started dissecting and even when people don't respect you, you have clear enough boundaries to be like, well, this doesn't respect me, so I'm not going to give my energy to that. So yeah, when I started dissecting my thoughts and opinions about myself, I created a positive mindset by figuring out what thoughts mattered to me and which ones had to go. Did it matter that I had hairy arms? No. So I changed the way I saw my arms and became grateful for them instead. Did it matter that I thought I was dorky or awkward or ugly? No. So I changed the way I thought about myself and decided to see myself as beautiful and worthy of kindness instead. There are so many things that I thought were wrong with me, but in reality, there never was anything wrong with the way I looked or my level of intelligence or my ability to be gifted and creative. I was always perfect the way I was born to be. The negative self-talk dissipated when I consciously chose to turn these negative self-harming thoughts that appeared in the form of insecurities, shyness and smallness in myself into self-empowering thoughts and putting a stronger value into self-acceptance and forming my own opinion about myself despite what I previously believed to be true. So this leads me into the next part of this podcast episode, the questions. So I'll be interviewing myself. Um... And then next time I'll be interviewing somebody else in another episode. So hopefully this helps you get to know a little bit more about me and what I value. So the first question is, what are my highest values and virtues? I grew up being like taught and I grew up on the foundation of being a virtuous human being and respecting all everybody as equal. So... Um, I've also learned since learning how to love myself to turn those that virtuous side of me into how I treat myself as well. So to be kind to myself and loving and nurturing and all of that. All of the virtues I highly value and I treat others with, I also learned to treat myself with that. So I've just got a list here. I've written down clear and, mu- clear and mature communication genuine friendships, self-respect and boundaries, mutual respect and understanding, love and trust, family and relationships, quality time with the people I love and doing the things that I love, my well-being, active listening, awareness, working where I love, doing what I love, authenticity and accepting myself, honesty, gratitude, kindness, determination, patience, love and optimism. What am I most grateful for at the moment? I've just written down a list saying like my friends, spending time in nature and going for big forest walks, the new opportunities that have been opening up for me, 
rejection appearing in the form of redirection to focus on what is truly important to me, getting a new job. Um, I love that the kinds of jobs that I love working at, I'm always just offered it out of the blue, so I really love that. My weekly badminton games, I didn't turn up to this week. I felt like prioritising some journaling time and just spending some time to myself at a cafe today, so... I missed this week, but I've really been loving playing badminton and getting out of my comfort zone by trying out different sports. Um, I also wrote listening to the magic of musicians. Like I love listening to music every day. And I recently came across a musician called Sam Garrett and I love, love, love his music. So go check him out. Um, And I've been feeling excited about all of the projects I've been working on and also I feel really grateful for dancing like a queen and loving myself. (laughs) The next question I've written down is, where did I grow up? I grew up for most of my life in Margaret River, which is a coastal town of Western Australia, but I spent my early years in Queensland at a school called Maradati. I was born in northern Queensland via a natural water birth at home and came out with beautiful blue eyes, curious about this new world I was now invested in. My family and I moved over here when I had turned 10 years old. And I tried, I tried out two different primary schools because I didn't feel like I fit in with the mainstream way of learning when I got over here. I went to high school in Margs and for my final year, I decided to leave homeschool myself, to leave, to leave year 12 and homeschool myself because I still didn't feel like I could handle that kind of mainstream schooling environment. But then I ended up moving out of home, moving towns and working at a cafe that I helped open while figuring out what kind of business I wanted to create. So this happened when I was 17 year old, 17 years old. And that's that kind of business, that ideas I had at 17, it's all morphed into authentic acceptance. What are my passion projects that I'm working on at the moment? I wrote a list this morning in my journaling sesh all about my passion projects and got really clear about what I wanted to focus on. So I thought that would be a great question to ask myself for this podcast episode and just share what's going on in the world of Naira. So I am in the process of finishing two books that I started writing many years ago. These stories have a lot of depth and love in them. My dream is to be a proper author one day and self-publish all of my stories so the world can read them. I'm currently creating my first ever online course for young women called the Self-Empowered Sisterhood. It's going to be a four-week online course to encourage self-awareness, self-acceptance and inner empowerment to be your authentic self no matter what anyone thinks. So just to own who you are and not to be afraid of that, not to be afraid of being seen and all of that kind of stuff. I want to help transform women's and girls' insecurities and self-judgment into powerful self-love for themselves and help them cultivate healthy habits that serve their highest self. Um, Another thing that I'm working on is that I'm helping a couple of local businesses with with their websites and social media content. I've been doing some modelling for my friend's vintage clothing company and organising photos for her and I'm starting up my photography for a local yoga school here in Margaret River this week. So I'm just working on helping my friend with actually like setting up her website and doing all the kind of tech stuff and photography and all of that. But I've really been loving it. 
Um, I also created my own website. I've created like so many websites for myself. So it's given me that, those skills and the knowledge of how to set it up for somebody else, which is really cool. And the, uh, the other photography related project that I'm doing is my self-love photo, sh- my self-love photo shoots, which was sparked from an idea I had to help young and old women alike accept their bodies and promote body positivity and self-confidence. So if, if you're local, you live in Margaret River just, or you live in Dunsborough or somewhere close, if you'd like to do one of, one of these photo shoots, please just get in touch with me on Instagram. And if you feel that there's anything holding you back from getting involved, reach out, any, reach out anyway and I can give you a pep talk to, boof, to boost your self-esteem um, so that you can give a photo shoot a go because I'd love to see you there. I'd love to shoot you and capture you in your authentic, real beauty. Um, I also just want to say I think I'm developing like something in my throat, like maybe I'm getting cold, I don't know, but I'm kind of losing my voice. Maybe it's just from speaking a lot. So if I sound a bit, uh, I don't know, it's because of that. It's because of my throat's really dry. I'll definitely hydrate after this podcast. Um, And my other project is this podcast. I'm planning to interview some inspirational women and speak on the topic of self-empowerment. So stay tuned for that. Um, What is my biggest insecurity? To be honest, the only insecurities I have now are related to fears that I have, like learning how to drive and also probably one that I've had since I was young is like singing on stage. I've sung on stage before, but I'm no longer a singer. So if I was pushed to sing on stage, I don't know. I think I would feel quite insecure about it, but I do want to actually challenge myself with that and learn how to sing and become a singer one day if that's possible um but I like to sing to myself at times so (laughs) I I like to just do it at home but that would be like I guess an insecurity of mine is singing in front of people um but I've overcome a lot of my insecurities and one of them used to be my acne which even though I still have acne on my face and acne scarring on my back I no longer am insecure towards this part of my body. I learned to love myself just the way I am while my skin heals and I'm confident in myself because I was born perfect and believing that I'm not would be a lie. Self-acceptance is really, really important to me and learning to embrace the body I'm in has been such a blessing in disguise. My next question is, what are my top two love languages? Mine would be quality time because I love spending quality time with people and connecting over things in a genuine way rather than brief small talk and quick get-togethers. I'm one of those quality over quantity gals, so I like to keep a small circle of friends and family around me. My other top love language is in the form of gifts. I love gifting things to myself and I really light up inside when people give things to me too. I love surprises. I love flowers. I love taking myself out myself out for soy chais at cafes but also presence is the greatest present to me so if I can offer my attention and ear to a friend who needs support or someone can be present with me that is also such a lovely thing what's my biggest accomplishment up to date I would say that my biggest accomplishment would be either publishing my recipe ebook when I was 15 and again when I was 16 was a pretty great accomplishment but 
My biggest accomplishment would be when I moved out of home and lived independently, helping a friend open her cafe from the ground up, inspired by her... uh, Sorry, I just got lost in my words. Inspired by her work ethic and creating something that people would love as much as we did, um, it just really motivated me and I really love living out of home and being a part of that project. So my accomplishment is more in terms of learning to support myself even during times when I felt like I was supporting everybody else and giving my energy away to them. It helped me learn how to establish boundaries and prioritize my well-being more than I had more than I had been at the time. And oh another accomplishment that is food related is being the recipe designer for the cafe cafe I helped my parents open when I was in high school. So that's a pretty good accomplishment I would say. Uh, what is my dream career? God, I think about this every day. (laughs) I think the title entrepreneur would be the name that branches out to all of the amazing things I want to do and make money from. So I would love to be a self-published author, host my own cooking show while I travel, become a high paying model, sell self-designed products that are sustainable and nurturing for the customer, open my own restaurant serving only homegrown organic foods sourced from my future farm. And when I'm a mum, I want to be an artist and paint from my upstairs studio, watching my kids play outside from the window. That is my dream since I was little. <laughs> um, and also, yeah, yeah, I would just leave it at that. There's so many things I want to do, but I, my career kind of branches over a lot of different passions of mine. And this life is quite long, so I definitely think I will achieve all of those dream careers. <laughs> Um, finally, my last question towards myself is if I could time travel back into the past, what advice would I give my younger self who was struggling with those insecurities that I had experienced? I would say to her firstly, that she is loved. I would tell her that there's no need to hate the body you were born in or feel ashamed or grossed out by the topic of sexuality or the development into womanhood. I would give her a list that said to do five things that that she loved at the time or that I loved at the time every day to keep me happy and focused on my dreams so I so that I would never even think of giving up on my vision. Before I would go, I would give her a big hug and whisper in her ear that kissy is e- kissing is easy to figure out. I just thought I'd say that because like when I was younger, I just didn't understand how kissing worked and I was really nervous for when my first kiss would be. And I had my first kiss when I was 16, so it was quite late compared to a lot of people. But I would tell her that kissing is easy to figure out and also not to worry about what other people think or what they thought of me because I am beautiful, lovable, courageous and amazing. So thank you for listening to today's podcast episode. If you like tuning into the Authentic Acceptance podcast, please let me know because I'd love to hear your feedback. I'll be coming into this space every week with a new podcast episode, so don't forget to follow. Thank you and bye for now.